0: Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Human vulnerability is almost completely ignored in the security awareness space. But why is that? Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. It's time to change the focus and bring it back to the human factor. On this show, We'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. Assessing the constantly evolving human risk is how we make our company safer and more secure. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. And today we have the special treat. Of being joined by not only a good friend of mine, Jimmy, but the VP of Revenue at CyberQP, and also the Warlock of Privileged Access Management, as he was telling me before we started this call. How are you, Jimmy?
1: I'm doing I'm doing phenomenal, Connor. I'm I'm happy to be on. You know, with you, I'm in like a like a soundproof room. I think you're in your uh, parents' living room. So you know,
0: <laughs> not my parents' living room anymore, but it is a living room I'm just nonetheless. Kidding. I'm just
1: kidding.
0: I graduated from the basement about two years ago. So if you've been reading the LinkedIn, you you, you, you would have seen that. Yeah. So you're also, uh, I see a lot of you doing stuff with artificial intelligence or at least talking about it. And so that's Hmm. one of the things we're talking about today. So a question I have is AI here or are we, how far, if you could look at your Warlock, if you could look into the future, into your magic crystal ball, you could see when AI is genuinely going to be integrated into our tools and our software and how we work. What would you say?
1: I would say it's going to come faster than people think. Um, I'd say 12 months from now, uh, most software, new software will have AI integrated into it. I think the big things that we're going to notice is like call centers when you start talking to like when you call, you know, instead of being wait on hold, blah, 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 blah. I think that's going to be switched to AI in like three years about, um, which will change a lot of things for us. And then into like AI assistants always around us and answering questions and teaching kids in school and that kind of stuff. That's like, will come later. But I think major cost centers of business, such as support, that's going to be the area that is disrupted the fastest and will be the most noticeable.
0: I always uh, made a statement that the the less creative the job or the role that the easier it'll be for AI to actually be implemented there and to disrupt it. What are your thoughts
1: on that? Yeah. Well, an AI doesn't have feelings. Well, it depends who you ask, but like when I'm calling whatever Microsoft call center to try to get, you know, support or something like that. And I'm just yelling at them because I've been on hold for three hours. Like, Oh yeah. Not to say that I yell at anyone. You know, I know it's not their fault. I know it's not their fault. You know, the latest episode of sunny, you didn't design this system. But, <laughs> no, but uh yeah, I think like that stuff will definitely be like you'll be talking to AI people people. It's gonna be
0: weird. What if we're already talking to AI people and we just don't know it yet?
1: I don't know, man. I could be in AI, you know. This is maybe Jimmy Hatsel, the real one, died six months ago and it's just I'm talking <laughs> to AI heads. <laughs> You're just a
0: person on a screen in a random box now.
1: Yeah 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 it's a bit suspicious that i have such a homogeneous background right now huh
0: very you suspicious so it looks a lot like we workstations that i've seen yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's <laughs> ai would know that and so so we should be wary so 3 years 3 years for the ability for some kind of artificial intelligence system to completely replace customer support at least like in terms of press 1 for to reach your banking representative press 2 to Screaming the telephone, even though somebody we didn't design the system and they shouldn't be yelled at. Three years. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we're that close. Just from what I've seen, uh, they like the, the AI voices sound like people, they can process information really well and fast. It's going to happen sooner than we think. There's also like deep fakes and clones and that kind of stuff. That'll be soon after because it's getting a lot better at mimicking people's voice. A lot better at generative video, and just things are accelerating crazy, crazy fast. So I don't know. That'll be soon after, but I think like the call center one is an easy one for people to sort of comprehend because of how like painful it is, and um, it's the same thing. Like all these big companies offshore all of their call centers, right, to save costs, and they're going to do the same thing to AI
0: to save costs again. I was just. So for everyone listening, Jimmy's contact information will be um, wherever we can find him will be in the show notes. but I was watching something you did on LinkedIn, which is why I mentioned this where you trained I forget what what website what tool it was, but you trained uh, it on D-Script. your voice yeah. you trained it on your voice and then gave it a script after it had been trained on your voice to say, and while it didn't set, like I would know that it's not you if the connection weren't quite like perfect. Or if I weren't talking to you all the time, like, I wouldn't have known that that wasn't Jimmy Hatzel. Like, it sounds like Jimmy Hatzel. That was scary.
1: Yeah, that's so, here. That's here now.
0: Do you think right now AI has just gotten a lot of hype Is used as a, as a selling buzzword?
1: Definitely. I mean, it's been that way for a long time. But like, you look at OpenAI and the ability to have access to these generative models, so easily and how easy it is to just hook their API into different products and add it on. Like we made a jump from like here to like way, way over there, like overnight. So it, it like, I would have hated to start like, or been in the AI business and spent a lot of money working on things right before like those APIs came out, you know, <laughs> like, 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 like it just changed it. It's like, it's like, um you know, like dial up internet versus like high speed broadband. Yeah. Like, like HD DVD versus, you know, or whatever, whatever the other ones were when like Blu-ray came out. Right. Like, I don't know. Blu-ray, VHS, for a Blu-ray. Let's use, let's no, use that. No, what's like the one that nobody used—the really big disc that was like in between VHS and DVD. People were like, "These are going to be it." I don't, I don't know. I'm
0: old enough to remember VHS, but not.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that.
0: I did watch a lot
1: of VHS
0: growing up. I promise. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly a buzzword now, but you're saying uh, kind of what I'm hearing is things are progressing real fast as technology typically does, and it's like, like you had mentioned. Getting access to open AI like overnight changed the way a lot of businesses could continue to function and also probably put a few others out of business if they were trying to build their own generative models.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What does the future of AI look like, both as a solution and uh, some people are scared of it? What does its reputation look like moving forward?
1: I don't know. I mean, AI is like, it's based on the information available to it which is information on the internet and the internet is generally like people's worst version of themselves so like 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 for example like like reddit changed their pricing model because or whatever like their api rules and it pissed a bunch of people off because all these ais were trained on reddit's data but like Training people on Reddit's data is a horrible way to impersonate people. You get like the worst version of like the worst people. And I I can say that because I'm a, you know, Redditor and I've been on Reddit for years. But like, that is not what we want to ma- base like humanity's consciousness off of, you know?
0: I was listening to a podcast where this guy basically said, uh, AI is like a really, really intelligent fill in the blank. So it's like you yeah. give it a sentence and then, it ends with a word and AI is like, oh, I think I know that word. But like you said, it's, it's based off of completely what it's been trained on, which in the case of Reddit, I can only imagine what that last word is going to end up being.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like a six-year-old trained in nuclear physics. So you're in the
0: MSP industry. I'm in the MSP industry. Next logical question. How should MSPs consider using AI moving forward? What are some ways you're seeing now and what are some ways you think are going to happen in the future?
1: I think MSPs need to get out ahead of it with their customers. Uh, I think wh- when I talk to business owners, they're telling me that they're getting questions from um, their clients asking, is it safe that um, you know my my employees are using this stuff? I think John Harden and um, Alvik slash so at Seslio, um, you know, that whole product, they're, they're doing monitoring on SaaS and showed that like 8% of employees have used ChatGPT on uh, company networks. So people are using it and they're just putting their data out there and nobody knows what to do, right? Like nobody knows what to do about it. So MSPs have a real opportunity on like thought leadership, right? So that's like one bucket, right? Become experts in it the same way you became experts in printers years ago and networking devices and cybersecurity and all that stuff. Like, this is just the new technology thing. You have to know it and be able to talk to your clients and advise on it. And then uh, internally, there's definitely some efficiencies in your business. I would say right now, AI is very good at non-sensitive information, right? So like marketing, automation, that kind of stuff, where like, if there's a mistake, it's not the end of the day, I wouldn't, you know, unleash AI on your financial reporting, um, or anything like that. And and you need to be careful in your business with how you're using it, right? If it's like, following up with tickets and closing things out, like, yeah, that's great. But if it's, you know, changing settings in Microsoft security, or, you know, things like that, you need to be a lot more careful. Um, because it it can make mistakes and things, and there's gonna be great technology that does it all, you know, flawlessly or near fault flawlessly. If there's not already, like there's cool companies doing lots of really cool stuff. And then the third thing is like supporting your customers with AI. So every business in the world is going to start using AI over the next six months, year, five years, ten years, however long it is. and The way that, you know, they need help connecting to a printer, connecting, you know, getting their email right. They're going to need help getting the AI to do the thing that they need it to do, whatever that is. And we don't really know what it is yet. And MSPs are going to be the person, going to be the people that get those calls. And so uh, I think there's a whole future area of business for MSPs there. Uh, When it will happen, I don't know.
0: That's a really interesting like take on it is in the same way that msps have had to be experts in virtually everything else and i'll I'll air quote for those of you just listening in technology because like printers are technology but when you think of what an msp does it's not necessarily just plugging a printer into a wall it's like all of these other way more complicated systems and things that keep businesses running and ai is just could be just another one of those that it's like hey you're gonna have to learn how to prompt engineering that's kind of what you were getting at. It's like if you're if your clients don't know how to speak ask the right questions in the right way then you're going to have to help them with that.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, connecting one system to the other, right? Like how do I make this thing work with this thing? Right? Like there's a big area where, you know, integrators, right? Integrators for a long time where they just connected applications. And there's going to be a lot of that that is happening on the tech side, right? On the product development, not like, a, sorry, like the development side, but there's gonna be smaller integration, like, like the way that you connect Salesforce to Office 365 or um, connect Office 365 to log another system. So there's gonna be a lot of that with AI that's gonna like not work great um, because AI needs data to do what it needs to do and users control the data. So how those things are all connected is going to be like very complicated, I think.
0: Hmm. Is, so you mentioned data security a tiny bit. How big of an issue should that, how, how much in the forefront should data security actually be when it comes to asking AI questions or training it on internal company stuff in your mind?
1: Right now, if you use ChatGPT on their website, uh, they can use any information that you put in uh, for training purposes. So, if you are constantly asking about the IP of your company and all that, you know, it could leak out um, that information to another user in the future. Right? We don't know entirely. So, like the same way that you wouldn't upload company secrets to Gmail, right? Your personal Gmail account, you can't have your employees um, sending data to systems like ChatGPT that aren't managed by your organization. Uh, and I think a lot of people need to start thinking about it that way. Like, like, uh, you know, this is like the personal email, right? Like people are going to leave yeah. with that information if they leave the, the business and it can get leaked to other people too.
0: You know, it'd be really interesting is if you knew somebody was using chat if another user somewhere could say, what is the email of this person who has also been using chat If that data really is in it, up 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 in the cloud somewhere and that data has been used to train the model would it be able to get could a directed enough question access it perfectly that'd be really yeah. interesting
1: i mean it, it's supposed to not but like that stuff's going to happen and it may not be that exactly but there's going to be tons of data leakage training data not scrubbed uh stuff like that and there's a lot of you know biases too and and um you know whether that be racial biases, uh, political biases. It's going to have, like, you can't make an unbiased system, right? It's going to have, right. it's, it's trained on people. So that's a whole area of it. And there's lots of arguments, you know, maybe we should, we should turn all the filters off and then like we should turn the filters on. I, you know, I don't have all the answers to that. Uh, personally, I think that there should be, you know, some definite um, moderation. Like I said, it's all trained on Reddit data. And, um, you know, <laughs> <I> definitely need <laughs> I, to moderate that. You know, moderate that a little bit, but you know, not everyone agrees with me, and that's okay. I know, like, Elon Musk's trying to make his uh unfiltered version of uh Open AI, like that, the uh, GPT-4, basically. And you know, there's going to be open source ones too that have no moderation, but like, you know, like if I ask it the recipe for making like something that could blow up a building, like it shouldn't tell me the recipe, (laughs) like, probably shouldn't, (laughs) probably (laughs) shouldn't. Any last minute advice for anyone listening on
0: what's one thing they could do to learn a little bit more about AI? I think that's where a lot of people are these days is just wanting to know where to learn.
1: Just start using it. You know, Don't use it with your company data, but just you know, start using ChatGPT and asking questions. Ask it how to learn. Ask it how to learn more. Uh, I think that we all have an opportunity to be on the forefront of this thing. And the more people who understand it, uh, the more luck you'll have. Uh, or opportunity you'll have i should say
0: i completely agree for those of you listening the adventure or invention or the creation and the implementation of ai has some have compared it to the same level of impact the internet had on on the human race as well like the invention of the internet so if it's even one quarter that impactful it's definitely something something that you should be looking at today sweet well thanks for joining me jimmy this has been this has been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: Once again, I'm your host, Connor, CEO at FinSecurity. And Jimmy's contact information is LinkedIn or whatever he'd like to share with us. is going to be in the show notes. And he does some really cool stuff with AI on his LinkedIn that I see all the time. I don't know if he's, I don't know if you're doing that anymore, but I used to see a lot of it. So hopefully this will cause you to do some more. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns, that engage employees and change their habits. Then check out FinSecurity at p h i n s e c. io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next
1: time.